On today's episode of Web3 Made Easy, a lot of breakdowns of the macro conditions, things that we're looking at from projects and other key components, and if we believe that there's going to be some liquidity cycling back to the Ethereum NFTs, a whole mess of dialogue across the board, a lot of good conversation about where we see crypto, NFT, and more price action moving. If you want to tune into the episodes live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, at Easy Eats Bodega on Twitter. And shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io, giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the full full Solana ecosystem all completely for free. And if you want totally free NFTs almost daily, the nifty.com backslash claim, go to at nifty portal, N-I-F-T-Y-P-O-R-T-A-L on Twitter and get those free NFTs. No wallet, no gas needed, but let's dive into the episode. What is going on Web3 ecosystem? We are back again for another episode of Web3 Made Easy. Talking about what we're buying, what we're selling, where we're making money, where we're losing money and everything in between. Seems that shitcoin season is slowly fading away. Thank God, aside from Bitcoin shitcoins, because BRC20 tokens are cooking. So if you can figure out how the hell to buy those, kudos to you. But the average individual probably can't. So uh, we're going to continue to fade them because that's what we like to do. We finally had an ETH win. Finally. My Lord. Went down. Ravendale. Minted, what, 0.02? Now over an ETH. The excitement for Waltz Vault is certainly there. A lot of speculation on it. A lot of things cruising. And uh, certainly some positive price action circling back to the NFT space. And that's what we love to see. So hopefully, just maybe, we get some positives continuing on that front. And we can go back to like $30 gas. We can see the D-God holders quit complaining about $80 staking fees. And life will be okay once again. But hey, on the Solana side of things, volume's still solid. I think we're going to end up having a small lull until uh, a few projects, including the dogs, come to life and announce some mint dates on the horizon. I'm eager for it, but we currently got a battle of the marketplaces. Tensor versus Magic Eden, with Magic Eden admitting that they've taken a cold shoulder to the Solana ecosystem and saying that they should have handled that slightly better. So uh, clearly... All of us complaining on the timeline is finally being heard, but is it too late? It's something that I'm eager to dive into and discuss. I do have some strong opinions on how Tensor could actually eventually lose that market share and have some cause of concern when it comes to the delivery of their reward system that could revert back to a benefit for the good old Magic Eden. And uh, I guess only time will tell. But shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io, giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entire ecosystem all completely for free. And uh, what better way to use free tools than HelloMoon? So let's dive right into it. 162,000 Solana volume over the 24-hour chart, about 18% down. Not terrible because we're still up on the monthly. And March was a pretty solid month, showing March above September 2021 and only lower than May for all of 2022 when it comes to overall Solana volume. And uh, besides January, I guess you could say. Sure. What? That's just January 2022 into February 2023. Something's wrong on this chart. But whatever. I don't care. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. On top of that as well, we're looking at Tensor still holding market share at 48%. Magic Eden at 40%. So actually 39.5%. 64K on Magic Eden. 77K on Tensor. And Holy Grails at 0.25 of a Solana. That's what it's all about. Holding up the rear strong, you know? Kudos to them because I still don't know a single human being who's ever purchased something over there. But maybe one of these days we will. Maybe. I doubt it. But 
you know, optimistic. We got currently Solana projects that are uh, trending. Raposa minted out today. They had sponsored Monday's episode. I've drinking three Raposa coffees today. Those things bang, but my caffeine addiction, thanks to Celsius giving me legal crack, has basically made coffee uh, obsolete. So three coffees isn't doing basically anything. I could go take a nap right now, and either it's the coffee crash or just the fact that my caffeine tolerance is at an unhealthy level. Maybe it's a mixture of both. But Mad Labs at 84, Raposa at 3.2, Chad's rallying off their lows yesterday. Back above two at 2.14. We got the heist at 12, Oogie at 21, Famous Fox at 58, Undead Genesis at 3.66, DJ Ape Academy at 54, ABC at 29, Tile Pilots with some nice volume back above eight and a half. The Turtles are minting on the launch pad soon, recently acquired by a new team. So it's not too shabby. As we look at the open seas, Reaps leading the trending charts at a 0.04 ETH floor. Kaigu, turns out it's the same developer as Feet Picks. Who would have guessed? Under 0.01 ETH. Trump Digital Trading Cards trending with 0.04 ETH floor. Moonbirds Oddities at 0.3. Heard some drama about the Moonbirds release today. And uh, I think it actually happened when K Rose was on stage at Consensus. So talk about poor timing. Never schedule a public speaking event when you have a drop because if it's going to go wrong, it will. And uh, they came out with a comment after that announcing that they're going to be working forward, trying to figure out better solutions. So kudos to them. If you did hit one of the Beeple pieces from Diamond Nesting, those are selling for almost two Moonbirds. So talk about return on investment. Beans at 1.4. Pixelmon back above 1 ETH. We only talked about those the last two days, sub 1 ETH, saying that they felt good here and that we would have deployed capital and neither of us did. So kudos to me and Frisk, you know, just doing what we do best and not buying when it feels good. It was me. Shut the hell up. Did you buy? No, it was not him. I don't even remember Frisk saying that. I think I said Motherfucker, that was this morning. That was this morning. And I brought him up before Bunny, so sure, we'll, we'll credit Bunny with yesterday. But it's tough to remember anything the stupid rabbit ape says besides, oh, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a non-Yuga take, actually. We'll get around to it eventually. That- no, no, no. Not yet. I have to talk about Pepe PP redeployed. 0.02 ETH floor. All right, Bunny, go ahead. By the way, dude, every day when I pull up the trend, <laughs> when, we're, when you're doing the trending, you read it all. I have different. Dude, so clearly something's how, wrong. How often do they change I don't know. Are thing? you looking at the one hour? Oh, yes. so now Kaigu's at the top. I just saw that. Yeah, you said oddities. They're not even in my top no, they're 10. Nine. Oh, they're, they're nine. nine. For they're me, nine. there were they're four nine. when I first opened the page. I opened the page at 4.58. So in the 13 minutes of this happening, some shit goes down, I guess. Buddy, what's code.lawless transponders? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it mooned uh, from <laughs> 0.01 to 0.02. Damn, 100x. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, dude, Raven yeah, okay. keeps going up, man. 1.15. Wow. 1.15. This was even talked about yesterday. It was 0.2 on March 27th. It was 0.6 yesterday when we talked about it. That's a 2x. Damn. That's as good as it gets on ETH these days. Dude, I feel way better getting a 2x on an NFT than a, a, a 100x on a shitcoin. Dude, I li- I counted how many times I got rugged on ETH shitcoin season. It was double digits. Like double digits. I watched liquidity get drained. I feel like it was stressful. Like the, I reached a point where I was sitting there and I was just like, do I just never open up my MetaMask again? Ever. So you got anything else, or do you just want to talk about Ravendell? 
I, what else? What else is there? Yuga's not doing anything. No, we delayed oh. it, dude. We gotta wait a couple weeks. Oh. Uh. Just wanted to bring it up. Okay. Dude, oh, by the way, let's talk about Easy's bozo take from the morning Which show. Which one? Where the Singaporean dollars? That... No, dude. You said D gods would flip mutants uh -huh. in sixty days. That's one of the dumbest things you've ever said. Legitimately. Like, are you, dude? I've had a lot of bad takes. You want to put that in the book of like one of the worst? Nah, it can't be, dude. It was the dog. You said the dog. Yeah, like, dude, there's a long That's list of dumb takes. And you want to put the D-Gods one, which is, like, pretty, like, fairly close. Like, what, two and a half ETH? Like, you want to put that in there? Like, the dogs were, like, three ETH when I made that comment. I saved Nick out of $1,000 by not betting him. I'm going to take his money. You should, dude, you should take his money. Like... I know. Come on, dude. You should have taken his money and asked for equity in a company. Like, just completely fucking turn it around on him. $1,000 worth of equity. Dude, do you know? 0.0001%. Come on. You, you got to add a couple zeros to that one, Chief. Chris, how we living? Just for the record, I actually do think D-Gods could fit uh, in the next... I think I think it's 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 D gods. It's not if you said like Utes flip mutants, I'd say you're 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 on one. That's fucked. There's no way. But I think D gods definitely. I could see that. I definitely could see that 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 very much so happening. Um, will it hold? I don't know. But like for even a brief moment, I mean, dude, D gods open at eleven ETH. Yeah. When like they, when they moved over, like this, I I I would if you guys never broke their all time high again, we're gonna see a lot of frat boys really fucking pissed when they're drinking out of their shoes. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm excited. I think ETH is gonna catch some legs. I think um I think we're gonna get some some legs with uh what do you call it? What's on Sunday? Walt's fault. I think it's Walt's I did not fault, know. baby. I gotta Walt's write them fault, a baby. poem still. Thanks for reminding me. Motherfucker, go, go, go write them the poem. poem, get the white list. He's writing the poem. Um yeah, I did see I know. One thing that like, like what do you think his poem's gonna be, dude? Like I have it's a name. It's gonna it's I gonna start with I have a name. I got my hands on a poem that got accepted. Right, so I already know the formula. Uh, just throw that bad boy in the chat, GVT. Uh, right off the little prompt. Okay, perfect then, Bunny. You have, what's time is now, 5.15? You have 30 minutes max. I'm going to say 20 minutes to read us that poem out loud on the show. So go go get to work. No, no, I'm not doing it now. No, 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 Bunny, you nah, have to do nah, it. Nah, 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 nah. Bunny, if we don't hear that poem by the end of the show... We're, we're, I'm putting this, it this, off, this... dude. I'm not going to do this thing yet. It's not... It's were you the, the person in high school who would like submit assignments like eleven fifty nine? Because that that I feel like you were that person. There's nothing wrong with that, Frisk. Just because you were the one at the end of class who said, "Didn't we have homework to submit?" Doesn't mean that you can fud bunny for eleven fifty nine submissions. Oh, quite contrarily, easy. I never did homework, but I'm glad that you you think so highly of me. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> um, the thing that caught my attention today, whenever I see whitelist giveaways going around, it usually is a sign that like Mint could be coming up. And that doesn't always pertain to be true, but the one project that did see happening finally that's doing whitelist giveaways is Garbage Friends. I don't know if that, uh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, is it is it happening? Is it finally finally gonna fucking happen? This thing's been in the like announced for so long now, like so long. Hello, Easy's dog. It's been so long. Fucker's angry. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no. He does not like the Garbage Friends at all, does he? Um, so I'm I'm very interested to see like when that's gonna happen. What like the possibility of that is? Other than that. Someone tweeted the other day, does anyone know, uh, uh, since the team isn't going to answer this, does anyone know when Yoga Pants actually mints? And the entire replies... <laughs> <laughs> we put them 
about six different months of like upcoming. We reached a point where I said we're not fucking talking about them anymore. I'm Dude. done looking at their website. It pisses me off. It's just a but like nothing. The only benefit of their entire website is the bunny pose is next to the dog pose, and it's because me and Bunny are best friends. Dude, easy. It's you know it's still somehow gonna cook. That's the craziest part about 100%, this project, bro. 100%. It's still gonna cook. That's the craziest. Like I cannot stress enough. I got whitelist for this project eight months ago, eight fucking months, and I was late. Like that's it's insane, and it's, the entire replies in that tweet were so funny. They're like, dude, probably like in ten years, no one fucking knows anymore. Like it, like no one has any idea when it's going to mint. But when it does, it's it just. I mean, the whitelist is still three ETH because you have to own three Cubs to get whitelist. I don't know how dumb. There's no reason that Cubs should have that floor price, but they do, and I, I'm forced to be bullish. I just have to be. Yeah, dude, it's that whole ecosystem, bro. We saw it happen with potatoes, then Captain's cooked. We're going to see it happen with Cubs, and then Yoga Pets are going to cook. The only thing that didn't was my goddamn Ivy Boys, and Heat Dong is still sitting sub point two, and I'm pissed about it. Fucking Heat Dong, man. Yeah, no, I think that, like, the, I, I seriously think that there aren't, like, a ton of mints coming up, but there's, what is it, NFT Boy put out a tweet of, like, 20 projects, and I'm like, all right, at least two of these dogs. Stop. We like that guy. We love that guy. I love, I love that guy. He's, he's a gem. God, God bless him. Uh, my only alpha for today is I honestly think I, I, I hate to do this because Finn's on stage and I hate like being a dick rider, but I seriously think wild pass is undervalued. I really do. What's I think that right that now two ten two two two. I still, I seriously think that like there's like, it will, it will go to 300, 400 Matic for sure. Mm. Especially when you look at an ETH prices, it's like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.12. Like I, I just, I would be surprised if it doesn't move up. Obviously I think it could take time. Like volume on Polygon is slow. Don't get me wrong on that. But like, and full disclosure, I hold a, I hold a couple of these myself, but like I do think that they're they're undervalued at the current prices. I think they're doing more daily volume. I we could ask Ben. I think they're doing more volume than youths. They are. I was actually this was actually going to be my my comment, um, just because I was finding something kind of interesting that I wanted to talk about. I wasn't going to talk about wildcard specifically, but the youths volume, which I think is interesting. But it, I will say we have done over seven days for the number one trending for for Polygon volume, so. Um, that's pretty cool. But something interesting that I was looking at was the Magic Eden versus OpenSea volume for Utes, which I think is really fascinating because obviously Utes had a lot of their major success was the trading volume they had on Magic Eden, right? Like they were always the top project. They were always holding the volume down from their Magic Eden sales. But since going from uh, Solana to Polygon, well, I was looking at the numbers real quick. So on OpenSea, they, in the last seven days, they've done th about 300 ETH in volume. But if you go to Magic Eden, they've done 23, which I think is really interesting because it means either all of the Utes DGENs and the Solana DGENs are out of things, um, or there's something about the experience versus the two platforms that they really only cared about the project and not about the platform, and so they didn't necessarily come from Solana. I don't know. I just think it's a weird, like, difference, right? Is it, though? But, like, if they're Solana Maxis, shouldn't they have stayed on Magic Eden to trade on their platform? Yeah, well, there's going to be more volume now that on the... If there's more volume, why would you list it on Magic Eden? The thing, too, was that... Uh, and shout-out got bounce for commenting this. The volume moved to OpenSea because the listings on OpenSea were significantly cheaper than listings on Magic Eden. So people were still like trying to find the arbitrage opportunities there. And that's like the bigger thing. I mean, we saw as well, post the migration, the blur announcement for D gods and Frank changed from the Ute to the D God. So we did see a lot more focus there, which tends to kind of happen in like the cycle aspect. And until there's some form of catalyst 
it becomes a little bit more difficult to justify price action. I think a lot of people saw the 11 ETH floor out the gate, which led to people starting to shift their focus towards the cheaper asset when they were priced out of D-Gods. D-Gods then tailed back. Utes then followed that same move. But like so right you, now- you think it's ETH buyers specifically. Yeah. ETH buyers transitioning into. So I'm curious then if that if that's the case, since ETH buyers transitioning in, why do we? Is that why we're seeing maybe something like Mad Lads see such significant volume? Is that the 100%. folks Solana Maxis went back to Solana? Yeah, and but you see, like Patty Ice even commented, yeah. he's like, once D Gods went to ETH, I bought more Solana NFTs. Like people who came from Seoul experienced the gas, experienced the new UI that they were not like traditionally accustomed to, and went back to where they were more comfortable. And you did see a lot of that liquidity taking profit. You saw a lot of whales actually start to recognize some capital. You did see other whales do the opposite and buy into the ETH bags, but most of them were purchasing D-Gods. I think the bigger thing here is that the ETH side of it is that liquidity is staying on ETH and not using Polygon. Because like, to be completely honest with you, and I think you can even attest to this, the process to move funds from ETH to and Polygon in general, isn't the most seamless thing. You can still go to an exchange and swap. You can still do like bridges and bridges are fine. It does take a few minutes, but like even today I moved some funds from Polygon USDC to Coinbase. And in the time it took Coinbase to clear the number of approved transactions for Matic, I was able to move three different transactions from Solana, an ETH transaction and an AVAX transaction before I saw my USDC on Matic. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think that's like that's definitely the the kind of like hurdle I think any buyer has right now with Matic. And like, I mean, we're you know, one of the things we kind of looked at ahead of time before our launch was like, obviously, it was like checking wallets to see if people were loading up on Matic ahead of time. And it was it was funny actually. Like, without it, we had to put out a bunch of like educational series uh, in our Discord and on Twitter to like educate people in the process because it isn't necessarily an intuitive process off the off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, but I just find it interesting because it was like, you know, again, in, the, in like the one week, I mean, we did our, you know, we did, I think it was like half a million in volume. And in that same time period, Utes barely did 40,000 Matic in volume, um, which is abysmal in comparison. Really fascinating to not see. I don't know. It's just fascinating to see Utes not be top of the Magic Eden charts. Um, huh? Magic Eden, though, when you look at the volume, most of their volume is primarily around like, cheaper Matic plays and a lot of them are the gaming side and when you look at what Magic Eden's gone heavily for it's like this gaming focus so it's not surprising that a lot of those like sub 30 40 dollar plays are where most of Magic Eden's liquidity is and uh, I think that's actually going to probably continue because they've really hyper emphasized their gaming vertical over at Magic Eden and we've seen it where you can now play right in browser right on the marketplace so I think that the higher priced assets will actually continue on OpenSea because that is where like more traditional ETH, like maxis, I guess you could say, more traditional ETH buyers are comfortable deploying capital versus Magic Eden, which is now trying to appeal to that audience and try to drive action. So unless like Magic Eden wiped fees and gave an incentive to trade there, it's going to be difficult to get that capital kind of shifting there. I just want to jump in real quick and say this is also kind of the big importance of not having like a marketplace monopoly. Just because like when I'm, I'm looking at the 24-hour like top collections on Magic Eden for Polygon versus OpenSea for Polygon. And it's like, I wouldn't say it's drastically different, but it's different enough. Like Trump, uh, Trump digital cards are only like traded on OpenSea. Sandbox is only traded on OpenSea. Uh, Utes is like mostly on OpenSea, like by quite a bit actually. Versus when I go to Magic Eden, we have things surprisingly like a lot of the PFP collections actually. Like I see Rec Dogs, I see Brozo, I see Normies, I see Psydelve. 
and then wildcard obviously like killing it which is it's it's super interesting to see like that disparity um because it shows i guess maybe a difference in buyers and what's being attracted so easy i like that you mentioned the gaming stuff but it seems like there's also a good market for the PFP side of it as well, too, on specifically Magic Eden. Yeah, and I think that's going to actually continue, to be honest. I think, like, for me, the and this kind of pivots into, like, the Magic Eden versus Tensor thing. Like, Tensor's a very trade-focused environment for Solana. And, like, you, there's an argument to be made that people on Sol are more focused on trading, like, versus ETH, where there is probably a larger audience of collectors and even, like, the art side of things, where it is, like, long-term holders. And I think that like a trade-focused marketplace makes sense for Seoul because so many people are trading in a more aggressive manner. And I think that's why we started to see the shift. And then you have Magic Eden to this point, shifting their focus to gaming, shifting their focus to Mint Madness had what, one Solana project and 19 Polygon and ETH ones? So like even that to me was like pretty damn clear where the focus was and where they were trying to get interest. So that's something that I keep looking at and I'm like, how do they bounce back? You know, like that's my tough question here. But let's hit some of these hands first before we do. Manny, how are we living? Dude, I am doing all right, dude. I zigged into some fucking meme coins after I talked to Jux. So definitely excited for that Pepe listing on Binance. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Dude, gorillas are looking kind of free around 30 for me. So if I can get some around three. I also have a buy order or a limit order in on Nana at point oh oh. 469 is right off the fib where I'm thinking it'll touch once they do the withdrawals. That's looking super interesting. Still looking to get some Forge and Blocksmith Labs, but outside of that, man, it's just been heavy BRC20 all day. I can send you the thread. We can hop on a call. I'll do a TLDR. I'll show you, like, your five. Like, dude, you gotta get in, dude. This is, like, these are bags. Like, this is, like, Dude, I just don't have time to monitor that shit right now. Like, I genuinely don't. And the thing is, like, I took, like, two days of, like, waking up at 3 a.m. and looking at charts for Yellen and Putin and Trump token and P-Hub and all this other shit. And I'm like, dude, I got to just fucking sleep at this point. Like, I'm waking up, checking if I need to floor something on deck screener before the liquidity gets pulled. So I can't do it again with with. B20 token, BR20, whatever the hell it is. Dude, like, this is the best part. You don't have to because it only goes up. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, the because there's no market. Here. You got to go to an OTC channel and pray that someone is not going to like send you a proper sat and all this other shit, dude. I can't manage that right now. Dude, you're already three quarters of the way there. Dude, just buy a couple, hang out, sit on your hands, look back, and then sell it for a profit and then hang out, dude. You know what I'm saying? What's these things that are listed on Binance? It'll be way easier to go like back, forth, trade, all of it. But like, dude, right now, just scoop a couple. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing major. And then just get Ordi, Pepe, and Meme, like the top coins or whatever. And then just hang out. Well, we'll take it for what it is, I guess. You know, can't be too mad about it. I'm glad that somebody's printing off of this. Cantor, what's going on? Not much. Thanks for having me up. Um, I'll make it quick because I see there's a ton of hands, but I did want to mention in regards to the volume on uh, Ethereum NFTs. I was, when I was in NFT New York City, I did meet up with someone at Christie's um, just because I, I know someone there from the traditional art sector. And they were telling me that there were a lot of people dry powder on the side waiting for this dip in sentiment that happened over the past week. Um, from what I'm gathering, and this is just rumor, obviously not financial advice. This is just what I'm hearing from Christie's uh, proper. Um, basically, they're saying that people are waiting for 
either the summer or for the final crash in the total markets because obviously you know everyone's waiting for a recession basically what i'm gathering is that all luxury items are going to be picked up at a huge discount that includes not just nfts we're talking jewelry we're talking traditional art we're talking homes we're talking everything and i was hearing like little murmurs from this person that basically there are some people who are at the original punks and bayc auctions at sotheby's and christie's who have been holding off and are waiting to go and dive in deep with like big bags so I'm curious to see what you guys think in regards to the liquidity going from the meme tokens into Solana NFTs and then from Solana NFTs into ETH NFTs. Because I think that's kind of the pattern that we're starting to witness, right? Is that people are starting to get over the meme coin, shit coin meta, move it into something a little more stable, which is hilarious. We would say Solana NFTs and ETH NFTs are quote unquote stable, but I guess compared to a meme coin, they are. And then going from Solana NFTs into ETH NFTs, I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on on that actual movement. Oh, and before I forget, uh, the other reason I raised my hand is my girlfriend and I were actually walking around the other day and saw a little Yorkie and we said, easy, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking devil, dude. I'll tell you that much. Guy's angry at the world. He's got a haircut coming up, so we'll see how he reacts to that. It's going to be a dumpster fire, that's for sure. But yeah, it's it's. An, I think that there's a distinct pattern between Solana and ETH NFTs. Where Mad Labs actually did inject some ETH liquidity into the Soul ecosystem, and I don't know if that's going to cycle back. I think maybe the ETH buyers go back, but I don't think we're going to see a flow of Solana users to ETH just largely because of that process. Like when people who trade on Soul get comfortable with it, they tend to stay on Soul because just that entire workflow and consumer experience is arguably better. It's cheaper fees, instant transactions, faster moves to be made, and I think that it just comes down to like when plays are there. And that's kind of the thing that we're like looking at is like, what is next? You know, like there's some things on the horizon, but no announced mint dates for Soul. So maybe it just leads to sideline capital conviction plays and uh, consolidation for projects to start to announce. I know if I don't know if the dogs were live, this would probably be a good time to fire off some announcements as the uh, Mad Lad liquidity is starting to cycle around. But Sweeper, what's going on? Yeah, talking about Mad Labs, I think uh, this snapshot coming up, right? It's going to be interesting to see how people play it. We had a little dip to like 74 today. And we're going to see like maybe they try to push it a little bit lower. But into the snapshot on uh, the 29th, which is Saturday, I think we're going to at least – I think we'll break 100 into that snapshot. And um, after that, it's anyone's game. I don't know. There's not so much that they can do to reward the user where they're going to really want to buy more um, that I can really think of because they – you know, they're pretty constrained by, you know, being a company that uh, like backpacking coral that, you know, have to go according to the law because I think they may be in the U.S. or in at least a European country or something. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it moves around because people keep talking about ETH users coming into Mad Lads. I think it's more just Solana Foundation, OG Solana people coming into Mad Lads and then maybe a few ETH people coming in. But I don't, I think the majority of this liquidity is from Solana. And it's very interesting because you have the Solana people from like 2021, 2022, early 22 that are making a lot of noise. But the people that have been in Solana have never left, who are always active, not making nearly as much noise as those people. And it's a very interesting story here because I think that. 
it might have a, a, a more muted reaction than if those people stayed active the whole time because you're not really seeing any like big influencer or big group really shilling Mad Labs. You're seeing like the establishment, not the, you know, the misfits shilling it if you kind of look at the timeline. No, I think you're spot on too. Like there has been an interesting play for Mad Labs, and it is very interesting to see the Solana Foundation backing it so heavily. And I think that that is leading to some of the positive price action. Obviously, whales are a big piece of this um, and some of those other components. But I think post-snapshot, it'll be interesting to see where the price and the floor action goes. I think that's definitely helped some of the sustainability. But if they deliver an absolute banger for this first thing for whatever they drop, it's not going to be surprising me if Armani and Tristan have something up their sleeve to continue the liquidity on Mad Lads at all. Like The guys are geniuses. They crushed Backpack. They crushed the reveal. Um, the Mint obviously being delayed sucks but like there was no launch pad involved minted right through the wallet it was all a huge win for the space to just show that but the deep what's going on hey easy how's it going man um yeah i mean we did say yesterday that mad lads do look like they're breaking down and they broke down easy they were somewhere around uh i don't know they were about 90 if i'm not wrong when we were talking about so they went like almost 20 sold down so that was a good one. I actually failed to sell my lady. It was somewhere around 197. I round trip it to 150. Uh, yeah, man, it's phenomenal to be a part of a $800 swing in floor prices. Never been here before. Um, but no, I've heard a lot of comments about everything that you know you guys were talking about. You know, speaking about what Cantor said. I think generally you see that big crash in May, right? That's been happening at least since the last two years. The year before it didn't happen, but the two years before that happened. So it's like an it's like once every three years you don't get a dump. And this is the year where you ideally should not get a dump. But I'm still, you know, like placing my money on seeing a big sort of pullback. I could be wrong, but Right now, you know, we are bouncing of 27,000 and we are seeing like a good strength in Bitcoin right now, right? Like Bitcoin dominance is about to break a two year old range high, something that we haven't broken since August of 21. So I do believe that eventually if we do see a crash and if there's a liquidity rotation back into NFTs, that means that ETH NFTs could start uh, moving back up again. And by that time happens, Solana NFTs would have lo lost a lot of momentum because that's what happens, right? Uh, at least this time, what hasn't happened yet is we haven't seen a lot of, you know, degen mints and a lot of liquidity. Deep those fucking Discord notifications, bro. Oh, shit. Hold on. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Fuck. I, Why are so those on? Sorry. Um, what yeah, is about to do? I didn't know my laptop was connected. I'm sorry. Uh, dude, my eye twitches every time I hear it. I'm about to pour a tall glass of bleach. You should have told me earlier. I didn't see my laptop was connected. I can't hear the notifications myself. It was only you guys who were hearing it. So, thanks for the suffering. Did someone say you guys? Yeah, I, I <laughs> no, but coming back to my point, I think you know, we are going to uh, I, what we haven't seen so far is a lot of degen mints that basically drain the liquidity out of the ecosystem. So what remains to be seen is whether mad lads can keep going up and whether we get uh, other mints or not, which drain liquidity. So 
yeah i think each nft is slowly look like they are bottoming out and if we do see an eventual crash that would be the eventual bottom on everything but right now dude bitcoin looks pretty strong and if the dominance breaks out of these levels that means that altcoins could 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 uh, break down even more and that there, there could be a slow bleeding for a while where bitcoin starts taking all the liquidity because i was also seeing the chart on on eth btc we were rallying yesterday but we had a we had a really strong rejection so right now like we are i i'd say that we are about to be you know making that deciding move for the market in the next week or so and i think it could be phenomenal whatever it it is it could be a big move and it would be beautiful uh yeah that's all i wanted to say and no, I, lo- I love when you pull up with some macro, some breakdown, some conversation on it. You know, it definitely helps. So I've been watching the Bitcoin dominance chart. It's right at that level of resistance from a triple top. And that's for me no, I, a little bit more interesting. No, I mean, technically, it's not a triple top, right? It's like a it's like it's like a range that we have been, uh, you know, like respecting since since like 21 like almost since may 21 that marked the top on the market around that time where we saw that huge crash right that was the top and we have been maintaining this range high since then ideally three or four times when you test the support it 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 ought to break at some point of time because it gets weaker and this is our fourth attempt almost like a fifth attempt at breaking this resistance so with the kind of if you look at the rsi and momentum indicators it tells me that this time will finally break it so mm-hmm. yeah that's what i think because yeah it's breaking out man if you look at uh the, the momentum indicators it clearly shows that it is strong it is super strong yeah you know mm. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see where it pans out. There's a few things that I'm still looking at. And like some of these charts, like dude, the FTM chart, if you haven't looked at that, the deep, that's what I'm really interested in. It's going to sound crazy, but that's a chart that like looks really strong here off the lows. And it's something that's got me excited. I want to see AVAX create a, a higher high in the shorter time frames. We haven't gotten that, but those are the two plays that I'm like aggressively looking at from like alternative vaults outside of like Solana. Really, the FTM one though is like the most interesting. Yeah, one last thing. Else? Yeah, one last thing. I'm sorry, I'm taking too much time, but ideally, what I would look at is for alts that haven't hit the May 2022 levels. There have already been alts altcoins which have already hit their levels, which uh, they hit during May 2022. There are a lot of coins like Solana itself, which haven't hit those levels. Solana was somewhere around 75. So ideally, you should look at those mm-hmm. altcoins because they they have been the underperformers the past few months. So I think May 2022 should be a target for some of these alts. Uh, yeah. He's 100% right. I like the plays. The May 2022 levels are 100% something to look at for, for alts. Um, not saying that they're guaranteed to go there, but that's basically the magnet for a lot of alts just just thought i'd say that no i think i think you guys are spot on it's always good to hear the macro let's hit the rest of these hands quickly though because we're already at time it's been an electric episode mr yellow what's going on uh mate i just wanted to say fair play to you um is bodogos gonna be bigger than mad lads yes okay is bodogos gonna be bigger than um Put any project there. The goal is yes. Okay. Uh, I'll go with that. 
I was I was gonna shit on PP there, but I'll leave it to you, mate. Brian Hammers, what's going on? <laughs> he got it, PP. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I was here for the, for the Magic Eden Tensor debate and funny enough, uh, they just dropped a tweet announcing the Magic Eden AMM, uh, open way for, for that conversation if you want to have it, but, uh, maybe we're running out of time. Yeah, we'll dive into that. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of days to cover that. To be honest, I don't think it's going to be a one-time thing. <laughs> right. you know, this, uh, <laughs> so we'll probably just hit the rest of these hands real quick. Frisk, what's going on? Yeah, I'll keep this quick. Um, I've been seeing a lot of talk on my. I just put out a tweet saying my personal top ten products I'm most excited for for the future. Uh, and the one that I didn't put on there because I haven't done my own research, but it seems to be getting a lot of attention. Or attention, attention is Hoopas, and I didn't know this. But they actually have an NFT out already called Lyco's Banana. And I haven't looked into it, but it's sitting at a 31 soul floor, 333 supply. Seems like they were kind of just gifted to like a bunch of big influencers, but you know, it's it's done decent volume. Like 1200 soul is not crazy, but it's not too bad either, to be honest. It's more than most projects do in a day. So, and that's only on the 24 hour. Uh, I don't know what these bananas do. I don't know what the what the like the point is there, but if anyone has any information on Hoopas, I'm curious to know more. I don't know if there's, know if there's any threads or anything like that. I saw NFT boy tweet it, saw JB tweet it. So I'm kind of keen to see what's going on. Yeah, that's a project that popped up kind of out of nowhere. It's gotten a lot of traction immediately. Hoopless. I've been trying to figure out what's going on with them. I got to do some more due diligence, but that's certainly one that's now on the radar. These bananas, I'm I'm sure it'll be something like uh, what we've seen with like the sardine price action, something we've seen with like these pre-sale guaranteed allow list spots, multiple spots type of things that just give people far easier access. Yeah, I agree. Something like uh, Nittables is what exactly. it reminds me of. Where like the crystals. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To it, yeah. I think that's a great comparison. Winners, what do you got for us? Oh my goodness. Howdy. How's everybody doing? Um, so glad you called on me. Um, so there's this thing, I'm right? Um, called a pre-sale for shit coins. Craziest idea. Yep. And what they do is they like so they pre-sale and then they just like dump. At, like at their entire thing on and then but if you can get on the pre-sale it goes up it's the craziest idea um and and i'm just over here printing it, it's just a wonderful world to be in oh the discord notifications uh while dadeep was talking brought to you by pp um the title of my uh discord mm-hmm. and boobs uh boobs the shit coin Absolutely. Broccoli, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, um, I pretty much have ETH now to become not a Solana poor, but now a one ETH NFT holder. Uh, I got a little pudgy now. Uh, I got a KPR. I like what they're doing over there. And just essentially just like, what can't quickly what Cantor was saying before, like, will their money be like on both sides? And it's just like, for me being a Solana Maxi for like the past year and like to go on ETH, like actually having capital, ETH is fun, but like to start out as a Solana poor, it was hell. So thank you, shit coins. That is all I have to say. Well, great insight, Broccoli. Finn, what do you got for us before we wrap? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you know the company Mischief. Yes. Yeah. So Mischief just did their new drop. Uh, you upload a photo of yourself. It ranks your hotness and then you're limited to only be able to talk to people of the same hotness. Um, so, you know, do, do with that what you will. 
Uh, I've been trying NFTs. Bunny's PFP was too ugly to rank. Um, so not really sure where that one's going to land, but uh, I'm going to keep trying people's NFTs uh, until one of these is uh, not too ugly uh, to be ranked with, with anyone in the real world. We are so fucking early. So early. But that's going to do it for today's episode. We're back again tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time to break down everything that happens overnight tonight and wrap up the week strong. So appreciate you all rocking with us per usual. Shout out to speakers, everyone who came up today, including winners, and everyone of the listeners who's been great. Kudos to y'all for rocking with us day in and day out. We're going to be back again bright and early. Have a beautiful night. Make some cash. Don't get killed on a shit coin, please. And uh, we'll see you first thing in the morning. Enjoy.